What's up, guys? T Stu here with the Outlaw Way. We got John, the Ricky, and the Boss. We got Nacho Cheeto. Today, we're going to be talking about how to, you know, approach different sponsors and business owners, trying to get the, uh, you know, the right contacts, you know, with doing brand deals or different sponsorships. I mean, this is something that I've had to do my entire life. Something that I know John Michael's doing, and uh, with Nacho and Cheeto being business owners, I feel like they can help us out with this a lot as well. So my intro was more boring than that. Your he, intro was really vanilla. Nothing. His intro was boring. Your audio intro was <clears throat> All right, fucking I will audio roll book to cancer again. patients. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm about to, this ain't going to be me. No, you don't, don't hit like, seconds. No, no, no you gotta I'm doing it like, again. You got to be like, you ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, no, big no. and tall, round and small, there's only one way. I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. You can roll it twice. What's up, guys? T Stu here. We got Ricky the Boss, Nacho Cheeto. Today, we're talking about how to communicate with big brands, you know, people like Outlaw Ordnance. You know, we got Nacho and Cheeto, the owners of this business. You know, this is something that I've dealt with my entire life. It's the same damn thing. I yeah, but it's way ago. more exciting. There's no scene. You got to have, a, you gotta have a line or one line. I love the pizzazz. to a podcast today. With, with somebody else who's listening to the podcast and you say you know a lot. You know? I say you know? Yes. Yes, every time you talk, actually. Like, between every third word. You know? I love the pizzazz here, you, know, you had, though. Without all words. I like one was, oh, yeah, that might be know? something I say a lot. You know? You, know? <laughs> you gotta say something. You gotta say something like, I don't know the time and I don't know the day, but there is only one way, the outlaw way. Either hey, way, you gotta make it's the outlaw thing. way, and I'm not good at speaking, you know, especially when it's scripted. But when we're just rolling, I can talk. But if it's scripted, I'm fucking it up. Every we time. haven't scripted a fucking thing. I'm just we started. This. I have it wrote down in my hand. Actually. All I'm saying, oh, okay. the yeah, whole it's actually, it's actually right here. Can you see it? <laughs> <laughs> Either way, so we're talking about brands. We're talking about sponsorships. We're talking about it from the view of a social media influencer. We're talking about it from the view of a professional athlete. We're talking about it from the view. Of a business owner that does does nothing. (laughs) So let's kick it off and welcome to the Outlaw Way Podcast. We're here, baby. And I'll tell you what, brand sponsorships and communicating is the biggest part of pretty much every single fucking body sitting here. If you ain't talking to motherfuckers to make money, get money, or spend money, you're going to be broke. I think the whole sponsorship thing is is a a a equal level. (laughs) When, when, When you're going to get a job. You have to earn that job. When you become uh, good at what you're doing, you break it on your own. You got to go get business. You got to get jobs. You got to bring in money. It's the same thing with a sponsorship. With sponsorships, you're selling yourself. You're still selling a product. Yeah. No doubt. It's yourself. But I feel like with sponsorship, sponsor is not like the word you want to go to somebody with. Like, hey, will you sponsor me? You know what I mean? That almost never works out. It's more of like a partnership. Like when I came to, you know, Nacho and Cheeto, you know, I told those guys, I want a partnership with you guys. I want to be involved with the company more than you guys just paying me to run outlaw ordinance on the side of my truck or boat. I want to be involved with everything. You know, I want to hang out with you guys. I want to go fishing with you guys. And, you know, whether it's product releases or whatever we want to do, you know, I want to be involved. And uh, I think that was just because you wanted to be closer to us. We know well, what the real reason was. Shit, no, I didn't want to be close to none of y'all old ass motherfuckers. One of the biggest I just things know I could make money with y'all. Whatever. One of the biggest <laughs> things about sponsorships is the relationship. It is no doubt. If there is not a good, solid relationship inside of it, then that sponsorship is nothing more than 
That's why a cold handout. calls never work. Cold, so it's my calling's my big thing. So I, if I'm not going to go approach someone or anything like that, if I don't think I can call you Tuesday at 7.30 at night and ask you what you're doing, no other reason. If I can just call you and ask you what the fuck you're doing. It's not a right relationship. I, I don't I mean we're not working together. I only want to work with people who are people. I don't want to sit there with a corporate robot and go back and forth over analytics and numbers and money and all that. Now, we will do that. But if that's the only fucking thing we do, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not in it for that. That's, that's, it's not going to work out long I can term. tell you this. Me and Chip's been in business together for a long time, and we have turned down more money than we've actually taken in because it was the wrong person, the wrong relationship. Yep. And always it, that it fine print. We've built a major company, and it has been built off of relationships. Yep. Relationships with individuals, relationships with other companies. It's huge. Mm-hmm. We take that same thing when somebody comes to us and says, hey, will you sponsor me? What is this guy? What can he do for us? First of all, is there any relationship that can be built there? I'm telling you. There's got to be an upside first. And I don't, th- I don't think it matters on what platform you're coming from. There has to be an upside. So – like from a business standpoint, we see you on social media everywhere. I get it. We around. see your content. We see what you're saying. We see how you present yourself. And we say to ourselves, okay, that's a good person to be on the team. He can, he can move our brand. He can expand what we're doing. So we reach out in some form or fashion. Then once we've reached out, that's when we decide, okay, can we build a relationship? Is the relationship there? Are his values there? Are his thought to process? And we go through that process. Then once that process is done, that's when you get down to the money. The nitty gritty. The nitty gritty yeah. of it. But you have to build those first steps. If you just go straight to money, your relationship is never going to be there. And well, it's, it's what you can do for each other. It's not, you know, if someone comes at you guys and says, hey, I want this. You know, will you sponsor me for this? It's like, okay, well, what kind of return are you guys going to get on this investment? Nobody yeah. will ever walk in the door and ask for money and get it that day. No. I promise you that. Never. That's it's a, a, a two-way two deal. For, for Unless they're selling Chino girls. Chino and myself yeah. has been in this through every level. We was here when we were a broke company. Our brand meant nothing. We're trying to figure out how can we get our brand, our logo, beside a good, reputable brand and logo. Can everybody hear the sirens outside? Yeah. Is that going through the audio? Yeah. Probably. That's the branding side of it. And you have to do that. How can you get your logo beside a bigger logo? Yeah. You know, uh, for an example, example, Tyler Stewart, that was one of the things. Our logo was going to go beside. They don't like me. They just wanted to be by Monster. That was it. (laughs) Our logo was going to go beside Monster Energy's logo. Yeah. You got those building blocks. Another reputable brand. Exactly. As we got bigger, now we have to look at it sometimes in the other way around because we have people that want their logo next to our logo. Yep. So it, my big thing is from a from the social media side and perspective of as me as a sole proprietor type of deal, when companies reach out to me and I don't reach out to them and they want me to do something for them, a big thing for me is communication as to, okay, what do you want? Okay, well, I can give you that. That's fine. But I'm not going to say yes until I look back and see who else you've dealt with, what else you've been doing the last six months, who am I going to be dealing with? Because a lot of companies, they'll fuck some shit up mm-hmm. and scramble 
Well, I know start from, deleting posts and shit like that. Well, John, that. at this point, you're at the level that a lot of companies are coming to you. Yeah. But well, that, that's what I was going to say. There's two different things inside of John's world because you have John's level where companies come to him, and then you have an influencer that go to companies. Yeah. So it's a harder bridge for somebody like John because John's been doing it for a while. He's established that platform, and he's profiting off of it, and he's doing what he's supposed to do without anybody. Yeah. So for a company to come in, they almost have to reprogram John to think about the company that's with him along with what he's already built. And there's some social media influencers that can't do that. See, they just want free shit or, see, or, or whatever. It is. is. Now, there's two types of influencers when you talk about sponsorships. For some of them, sponsorships are a necessity, a need. They have to have these to survive. Me, on the other hand... Need nothing. Nothing whatsoever. I will be completely and totally fine if I never represent another brand or product or anything like that if I don't want to. I do enjoy meeting with companies and getting to know them and helping them grow their product and my brand together. But at the end of the day, if I don't want to, I don't have to. And there is a very, very huge gap between the people that have to and just want to. And there is, when I say a huge gap, I'm talking about the gap is I'm going to leave here in an $80,000 truck, and I don't fucking care. And the next guy to me that has the same amount of followers that's been doing it the opposite way, if his sponsorship gets pissed off at him, he's selling his house tomorrow. And that's direct right. and indirect sales. Yeah. You can, you can spot that by somebody that's doing direct sales on social media. They're, every time you see them, they're pushing something down your throat. Every time. They have to have it. It's part, they have to get it. They have to. The indirect sales where they're not pushing it, you just, you know, kind of see, you know, oh, that's cool. It's on there. Then, well, if know. you have a brand that you would love to sponsor, you can, him. <clears throat> and, I lift her. <laughs> and how do you decide or have you approached any of those companies the other so, direction? I am dealing with that currently right now in a very couple big companies, actually. Uh, so it's like this. I... In my opinion, I'm going to be myself. And either they are going to like that or they aren't. If they do, I'll be like, hey, you want to get together? They'll either tell me yes, no, or maybe. You can spell yeah with maybe, baby. Okay. <laughs> I'm in that motherfucker. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's like this. If you tell me no, that's fine. I don't care. Six months from now, I'll be with your competitor and you'll fucking regret that sentence. I'm built like that. But my big thing <laughs> is... The bigger companies and things like that, I'm going to bring to the table if I, let's just, let's just put it like this, one specific brand of tire, okay? If I want to work with that one specific brand of tire, I'm going to go buy three sets. I'm going to have a set on my truck, and I'm going to be pulling up to truck shows, things like that. I'm going to have a set on my station wagon doing donuts and burnouts, and I'll bet you fucking right you're going to see that name brand on that tire when it comes by. And I'll put it on my fucking lawnmower or something, you know. I will make it so evident that I want to work with them and I've already bought the product and can promote the product that when I ask them, do you want to work together? The answer will be yes, because they can already see that I've been doing something for them. What you're doing is an individual, but you're doing it from a business standpoint. Yeah. What me and Nakia or me and Nacho would do is create value and show them that value. Yeah. And we're going to create and show that value before we ask for a dollar. Yeah, I will never show up empty-handed. 
No. No. And it's like this. If a company shows up to me empty-handed, I don't care what kind of money's on the table. If you can't show me that working with you will better me in the long run at all, then there's no point in us having a conversation until you can do that. Because you can give me a million dollars. But what the fuck do you want for that million dollars? You have showed me nothing to build a basic building block of, okay, well, this is what a million dollars. Yeah, and don't tell me that need. bullshit. I don't worry about it. We'll take care of it later. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so no. just, just, just for giggles, yeah. if I wanted Team Outlaw to be sponsored by somebody like Milwaukee Tools, yeah, you know, where would you start with that? I got a phone call. I can, like, I'm in there, son. Like, but would it's you like just, this. Would if you I just didn't, say your local rep? Your local, local rep. rep. So that's would, where you go. You would you get. just say Milwaukee Tools no. on the Top Forty podcast? No, I would not. No, this is how I. What would if do already it. did? This is well. So this is how I would go about getting a brand sponsorship. Let's talk specifically Milwaukee. We know nothing. We know no one. Anything like that. Milwaukee is a major tool brand. You know that they have local reps, just like Tyler said. You know that they have and like area reps, things like that. You reach out to that person. You say, "Hey, do you guys have ambassadors? Do you guys have a marketing department?" Because that's who I want to talk to. I don't want to talk to Jim Bob that sells drills. I don't care. Somebody somewhere in that company is going to give me a marketing email, phone number, fax, or a fucking p- pigeon that I can send a letter. They with. still got a fucking fax. You don't want to deal with them because they ain't got no money. <laughs> so it's like this. So well, I've got ten thousand dollars worth of Milwaukee tools. My wife won't let me buy any more. Well, I mean, you but can, I need more. You can get more. But it's like this: if I did not, if I wanted to approach Milwaukee, I would simply put a couple pictures of the Milwaukee tools that I already had up, show them that I already have the product, that I could be a good brand rep, that I'm not chunking them bitches in the fucking trash while Dewalt's sitting beside it. Show them your insights on your podcast, your Instagram, something like that. You know, I would show them that I can put your product and have already. Now, put I, your product on a pedestal. You're going to start think, by kicking the door in. Oh, yeah. And We're that's getting the to, number, email, something. Oh, We're yeah. trying to help other people. That's why I'm asking these questions. We do it every day. Yeah. I kind of know how I want to do it. How do you get that number, that name, you to, gotta a, kick to that a, door. a big company? You got to kick that door. What door? It's, it's, I mean, it's every ta- door. I think you go to the not. website. You go to the social media platforms. You find your local rep. You find an email. You find a phone it's number. It's like hashtag and you Milwaukee. Blow it, you <laughs> blow it up to the point. That somebody contacts you back and gives you something. You blow it up to where they go, what do you want? Why do you email me 17 times a day? I need the marketing director's contact information. Exactly. If, it's you, like send it, if you send it to me, I'll quit emailing you. It's like this. There's a big thing, an analogy. A man on the corner in Los Angeles downtown asks for money every single day. Odds are he meets three, CE, three CEOs a day and gets a dollar from them. You buy that man on the corner a fucking T-shirt with your company name on it says, I want to talk to a CEO. Guess who's going to fucking end up calling you eventually? (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. If you put out into the open that you are looking to contact someone, there's no way you're not getting through if you're persistent and you have, if you don't have any posts on your profile, nothing like that. If you don't have anything behind you that they can see when they look into you, it's pointless. You got to put out the effort and show you can do it before you ask for it. So basically go to your social media platform and change your tagline to whatever you're looking for. Yeah. So you would go in there and go, I am looking to speak to somebody at Milwaukee Tools. I freaking love them. And you just, and you make a post and you 
you just keep pushing and you beat down the website, you beat down the 1-800 number. You but if you're doing your that, you're already marketing for them and they don't need you. That is true too. You got to create true value. Too. There's a, there's a line. You got to create value, but you can't for give free. away the form. Yeah. But I think you have to go once you find that contact and you get that contact, the first initial email or whatever, you know, conversation, you have to lay the, the groundwork and let them know what you can do for them to get him interested. Because if you go in there and you ask, Hey, you know, I need, thousand dollars worth of tools for our podcast you know he's you know it's just they don't need that you know what i mean yeah. but if if, if you Brings got no value if you already have post with milwaukee say look i've already been posting about milwaukee you know i've got so many followers or whatever and you know this is what we're doing you know this pertains to our podcast you know the d- day in the life of a professional bass fisherman i think that is something that they would look into more than just hey you know we need some we need some tools so well, exactly. our thing with Tyler was I was paying Tyler as a fishing guide, mm-hmm. and I was probably paying him more a year to go on guided fishing trips than I do sponsoring him. And now <laughs> I fish with him for free. That's <laughs> so rough right there. I actually saved this was, money by This was a business Tyler. deal that helped you. Yes, <laughs> I that was money. the best guide trip I've ever been on, no <laughs> doubt. From a business standpoint, though, in my mind, it's branding. Yeah. We. We have to focus on branding. He, uh, Nacho touched on it on one subject. You have to put your brand next to a reputable brand. Yeah. Then you have to make your brand a household name. And how do you do that? You partner with other reputable brands. Mm-hmm. You promote, you rap, you billboard, you sing, you dance on the top of the mountain. You do everything you have to do to build an empire kicking doors you got to you got to do all that stuff my big thing is you know we got this team outlaw thing and we've recently started going to atv and utv rides mud parks things like that trail rides we're getting out there in the world and we're starting to meet a lot more companies and things like this but the reason we have been so successful to this point is because when we show up to an event we We show up and show out we are those motherfucking guys over there we have wrap trucks wrap trailers we are riding all day all night we are meeting people. We are shaking hands. We are throwing T-shirts. We are wherever they are looking. Because we made a statement yeah. that we would take over the outdoor industry. Yeah. And I don't know if our fan base knows it, but firearms are in the outdoor industry. Mm-hmm. That's where we started. We're moving. We're moving fishing. into power sports. We're going into power sports. Mm-hmm. We're going to go into what it, we're going to We're going to be big ass brand in the outdoor industry that's like this. we were big this past year in major league fishing obviously yeah. the farm industry we've wrapped that up for a decade we got into major league fishing this year started going to some fishing yeah, events it's like uh what was it the red crest event mm-hmm. what was it, the second time that we had ever set up the outlaw marine booth and we got more screen time at the outlaw marine booth on tv than any other booths of the the whole entire fucking show put yes. together and ricky because signed more autographs and yeah. fucking kevin van damme i signed more fucking definitely autographs more autographs because we showed up and like you we said, have a presence we showed out we came with huge trailers huge yes. booths. you have to you lights have to. we we done the lights camera the We've done the big flashy Everybody will talk shit. Everything. Everybody will talk shit about the flashy show-off motherfuckers. But at the end of the day, you only talk shit because you're not them. Okay? You may hate the dude that rolls by that's just going all fucking out. But guess what? 
That's we, that fucking guy. You're going to remember you're, that guy three months from now because he's that guy. While you're talking about him, you're, you're talking about yeah. him. Yeah. I live you in didn't your talk head. about the other boots that you didn't know. Exactly. I live in your head rent-free because when I show up, I show out. That is the Team Outlaw way. There's only fucking one way, and that is it. Okay. We have, we now have the multi-million dollar facility. Yeah. We now have the things we have, but the industries have believed that we've had this for over since decade. day one. Yeah. Because of the branding and the showing in and yep. showing out. We put up and the, the website. presence we put in and everything time. else. Mm-hmm. We put in the time and the money and a website. When you pulled it up, it looked like a multi-million dollar And that's company. a big thing for branding and sponsorships like that. If somebody messages me on Instagram to do a brand deal with me or do a sponsorship or me vice versa, and you've got three posts and 300 followers, odds are, I'm, I'm sorry you're not getting a message back because I don't have time in my day to put out that kind of effort for somebody who's not also putting out effort. Okay, if, quick question in the middle of this. So with Instagram or oh yeah. whether it's you know YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, all these influencers are buying followers, bots, whatever. Yeah. You know, I know plenty of people that do not have four or five thousand real followers, but yeah. it says they got thirty k followers. So, when you look at that, how does a brand know the difference? And you can somebody, take ten seconds and go through their follower page list or their follower list. Like for instance, on TikTok, if they have five million followers, I will take ten to thirty seconds and scroll their page and look at the amount of likes and interaction per post. And I can tell you within that 10 to 30 seconds, if that following is bullshit or if it's real. So what about their following list? So their following list and things like that, I'll get a lot of people that have 80, 90, a hundred thousand followers that message me on Instagram, want to do a sponsorship deal or reach out to me and partner up together. I go to their profiles and it's a 50, 50 shot. Either they're real or they're not. Well, when they're not, I'll go to their followers list Every single profile be a great picture, or it'll be some random ass picture, some weird ass names like Harry Hardnipple, or like fucking Kenny Ken, or some dumb shit. The more you scroll, the there more is you a start Kenny Ken out there that is pissed right yeah. now. <laughs> so, I'm real, motherfucker. You know, I hope you comment, motherfucker. I hope you know. <laughs> so it's like this, you know, if you know what you're doing and you're out there and you're looking for brands and sponsorships, you should be able to understand the difference between a bullshit company and a real company and a bullshit guy asking for a sponsor and not. Because I'll have people reach out to me and say, hey, I'd really like you to sponsor my page and help me grow. And I'll tell them straight up. I'm like, look here, man. You've posted three times in four weeks. You don't have a fucking profile. And I'm like, you've posted three times in four weeks. They were under 30-second videos. You You won't use hashtags. I was like, I was why like, are you calling Nacho out? So Nacho, so look, Nacho, Nakia, Nakia fucking Jackson over here came up to me and was like, you know what? I'm gonna take this shit serious. I was like, okay, let's do this. I walked him through it. I told him how. It's a lot of fucking work. It is a lot of fucking work. You didn't think it was, did you? It's a lot of fucking work. So I walked him down through it. I showed him what to do. I told him how to do it. I told him everything he needed to do. The man posted the video like I told him to. Did you get a couple thousand views? Next video, a couple more thousand views. By the third video, it was like twenty or thirty thousand views. 35,000, 40,000 views. Man was climbing. He was doing exactly what I told him to. He was doing it right. He was doing great. Then he didn't post for three fucking weeks. Squirrel. Yeah, then he posted for three fucking weeks. (laughs) Squirrel. And and completely and totally lost all his fucking momentum. businesses to run. 
Hey, social media it's a is a lot business, of baby. work. It, it takes a lot. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be honest with you. The kind of the same scenario. I kept asking him. He finally told me, you're not taking it fucking serious. I started you gotta taking take it, it fucking serious. And since I have been taking it serious, I have lost an hour of sleep. And that's no bullshit. You have to. I, I made when I, my normal bedtime usually was around 11. Yeah. I would be up at 530. 130 is the now, best time. Now my bedtime is 1230, 1 o'clock, and I'm up at 435, When everybody goes to bed, everything's quiet. I go outside on my front porch or back porch, and I go through my camera roll. I go through whatever video I shot that day. I edit the video, I put it together, I throw it in my drafts. But you had to think about it, you had to shoot the video, you had to you had well, to do more through the day. Well, I've it's started not, you can't do it. No, but I've just started at the end of the day. recording. You cannot do it. You got to do it all day long. But I've yeah. started recording 60% of my day. Whether I use it or not, I trash it, but I just started recording 60% of my day and I have found that when an idea does come to me, I have some form of content already. And it sparks me to finish. And then I put it all together, throw it in my dress, and I just build my dress up. Or if something happens like today, the footage today, I, I already have a video idea. You put it together. That's the easy part of it. It's the in-between parts that were difficult for me. And I still have some problems and some hurdles that I'm trying to get over. Yeah. But I told Scott we were coming back from Muddy Bottoms today. Yeah. And – you passed us and then slowed down for me. Scott, to by the back. way, is the producer of our podcast, does all the editing, our camera guy throughout the week. Scott K. Scott motherfucking K. Which, I, I shoot some guns too. Which is uh But shoot, you passed me. We've been we've been sponsoring Scott in the fireman for his professional for shooting for a long time. Yeah. But you passed me and then you slowed down. Yeah. You weren't thinking. I you wasn't know what thinking I was about video and until, I, until I saw you wave me and then I'm like, fuck this video. And I turned to Scott I said, see, that's the difference. Yeah. I'm taking it serious, but I'm not taking it as fucking serious as he is yet. Yeah. And I need to. I need to step at another level because we just left from filming all day and he's still thinking about filming. So it's like this. Today, I got 57 minutes of footage on one GoPro, like 37 minutes of footage on another GoPro. I got at least 20 minutes on my phone. My wife got at least 20 minutes on her phone. And we were only there, like, what, four hours? Yeah, four or five hours. So it's like this. We get all that together. Scott gives me his footage. Y'all get my footage. The amount of footage we got today in a four-and-a-half-hour day will get me 50 videos over the next year. Yeah. It's like, it's when you start shooting and you really dive off into it, it's just on a whole nother level because you get used to, okay, I'm going to shoot this video right now. And when it's snowing, it's fucking ass off. I'm going to have a picture of me standing out here in t-shirt and shorts having a good old fucking time. And people are going to be like, damn, I do miss summer. And that'll be the reason they like the video. And you shot it six months prior. I shot it six months it. ago, yep. That's the way it is. And it's back to sponsorship and branding, things like that. If you can't tell me what we're going to be doing six months from now, there's no point in me fucking with you. Because you have I'm not on this short-term shit. You have I fully intend to not know how big it's going to get, but intend it to be so fucking big in six months from now that it'll be like, damn, got a lot of hands. Based off of how you dress, you don't put any thought into that. Well, so, so you know, I'm assuming 
any anybody make it in social media and not give a shit what they put on that morning? I'm telling you, I, I dress that, pretty comfortable. Yeah. I am a comfort kind of guy. Well, I treat business I mean, just right like now, like events. that's got to be the most horrible color of croc. I love I've my red ever crops. seen. That is it's my red, red bottoms. They're See, not really not red, red bottoms. So, like, I can afford red Those bottoms. That's not red. Those yes. are pink, pink Crocs. Oh, they're red. Pink they're red. No. They're the reddest With Croc some I can get. Weird ass Hawaiian looking shorts. These are Under Armour, baby. A muddy I got these Team Outlaw hat that is covered in mud. Like, I got these on clearance. Could you not like just Everything knock I'm... the hat against your leg and get some of the mud off? No, I did. No, it's texture. So it's like this. Everything I'm wearing right now, I got on clearance. This Carhartt shirt was on clearance because it didn't have a pocket. These shorts were on clearance because they fucking had a rip in the bottom of the same at Academy. Uh, these Crocs were on clearance on Amazon Prime deals. These Carhartt Four socks, clearance at fucking uh, Church Supply. Shirt was on clearance because it didn't have a pocket. I, pocket. Do you know how few people want a shirt with a pocket? I own a t-shirt with a pocket. I own over 120 t-shirts with a pocket. Same. I'm a pocket fucking tee guy. Neither one of the guys saying this is wearing a shirt with a pocket. Because I got my clearance shirt on today. You know I wore a pocket tee all day today. All the whole day. <laughs> and I had to change to do this podcast. And what was in the fucking pocket? My phone. I put my phone in there for a little while. <laughs> I, the fuck I was supposed to give about Nakia's ass whooping he wanted last podcast was in there. And I, I, I didn't have it. Yeah. Maybe that's the difference in a fat guy's shirt. Maybe that's the difference in a fat guy's shirt. I love the, the pocket. So much material, the pockets are thicker. Like yeah. I put something in my pocket, it just stretches your damn pocket out. Well, yeah, we no, no, talked about we talked about how we show up to events <laughs> like swinging. Yeah, I'm gonna treat business and sponsorships the same way. I'm hitting a fucking home run, or I'm striking out. There's yeah. no in between. I'm going over the top, and we're gonna kill it. Yeah, I'm. I'm never, team Outlaw is going to be the biggest fucking team out there. Oh yeah, or it's going to be talked about because it went down in flames. Jack. Yeah, it's like this. I'm. I'm not going to be a ambassador. The I'm ambassador. going to be the motherfucking ambassador. <laughs> when you say a company's name, if I'm involved with them, it's you probably said mine first, honestly, because. Uh, and I'm going back to what you said earlier. All those people that told me no. Yeah. One day, every single solitary one of them will regret the fact that that word ever came out. Got that right. It's like, and I tell all people, people always say this shit. It pisses me off. Brand sponsors, deals, business, everything like that. Well, we just want to try and be humble. No, I will be humble when I'm 85 and play with my fucking great grandkids. That's the first motherfuckers I'm going to cut some slack. Okay. Until that point. I suggest you stand up and you can walk beside me or you can sit the fuck down and watch me walk off. I'm going to the fucking top. Wherever the fuck that may be, that's where I'm going to end up. That, <laughs> needs, to be, that needs to be your fishing. <laughs> that, right I, I'm going to the top. <laughs> like, there, there is no other spot for me. It's either at the top or serious freak accident death. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's it. That is probably, we've discussed this before, but that is probably where Team Outlaw is going to end. Yeah, up. I mean, they, it's, when me and Chip was talking about buying a plane, they was like, oh, shit. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> this may be the start. I, our, our banker called and said, uh, I heard a rumor. Like, yeah, <laughs> y'all are buying a plane. We're, we're thinking about it. Well, y'all can't fly together. Y'all better buy two. You better buy two. Why? It's like y'all bitches ain't going down together. One of you gonna leave. Exactly. I don't half ass shit. I whole ass every fucking. Exactly. We whole ass. We're either going down in flames and eating at the soup kitchen, or we gonna be the motherfuckers 
that are shitting and getting son. That's it. Somebody's going to tell the story of the death of Team Outlaw one day. Yeah. They're going to be like, man, <laughs> one of them was in a crop duster upside down while the other one was trying to do a 180 aerial flip in a helicopter. That but, there actually was that, but there was that fat one. He was in a dune buggy jumping through them while they barrel rolled. Skeet, skeet. And they accidentally landed on Tyler's boat. That, that actually that actually sounds a lot like the, the mine, gender mine and John's plans for the gender reveal. Oh yeah, so, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, but weren't weren't you told no? Well, we're they they know they ain't gonna tell me no. Did they say no, or they were like, well, because if there's any they fucking said, inclination, they said, I said, were you serious about me doing the gender reveal? He said no. We would like you to. Uh, announce the gender? No, like help them do the gender. They don't want me to know the gender. Pussies. I'm like, somebody's got to know the gender. Yeah. And the parents don't need to know you the gender. You can tell me, fuck. Gabe. So, Gabe. Send me the envelope. Gabe, I'll do it. I'll do it, Gabe. Yeah. Send us the envelope from the doctor, yeah. and we're going to make it the most epic gender reveal ever. It'll be insane. It'll be insane. In case anybody doesn't know, Gabe, I won't tell nobody. My, I have been pushing my kids for a few years now to have a grandbaby. Yeah. I want a grandbaby. I was just told they're having a baby. No, you don't. So. That's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. They're going to cost you a lot of money. They're going to tear up all this shit in your house. I literally had to leave my house crazy. within five minutes of being told and go straight to Cavender's and buy a little bitty pair of boots because <laughs> I've never had an excuse to buy them. Oh, yeah. You're in there a little now. bitty pair of boots now. That's what I'm fucking talking about. If I have one more grandkid or if one more of my kids decides that they're going to come live with me, I'm going straight to the RV place. <laughs> you can't find me if I'm fucking moving. Shit fire. But back to the subject at hand, brand sponsors and everything like this. You know, I've always had this question. How do you pick people to put on your boat, Tyler? Because it's like, I see you got a shit ton of stickers on your boat. And I'm finna do my whole show truck thing at Seaman and all that. And people want to put stickers on my shit. And I don't know if I'm for it or not. Well, I mean, you know, every sticker comes with a price, honestly. So how do you how do you dictate that price? Is yeah, it by how do you, square how inch? How do you get that value? It, it's like, is it so, per square inch or per Like you guys value? mentioned earlier, you know, being by a reputable brand is like a big deal. So, you know, whether you're by Outlaw Ordnance or by Monster Energy, that is a, you know, a higher paid spot. You know, whether it's a giant logo, a small logo, I personally have gotten to where I would rather represent less people at like a bigger, you know, standard. So for instance, when I first started, I was running 15 logos on my boat. I mean, there wasn't a spot on my boat that didn't have a logo. I was doing every deal I could, you know, to pay for all my entry fees, whether it was grinding, whether it was a thousand dollars, $500, you know, anybody that would give me a dollar, I was throwing on my boat. Oh yeah. But you know, after five years, I've, I've been super fortunate to have a couple of great sponsors and, uh, you know, I want to give those guys, you know, what they deserve. So when you got a ton of small sponsors, it takes away from the people that are really, you know, investing in you. So yeah, for sure. For me, you know, I try to, you know, represent the people that, that want, you know, want to help me out. So for, you know, for me, it was Monster. It's uh, Outlaw Ordnance, favorite rods. You know, I'm giving them guys as much space as I can. And uh, they're companies that I believe in and companies that I can represent. Because people are going to come at you and they're going to be like, hey, man, you know, I'll give you some free stuff if you'll put my logo on there. Mm, I mean, I hate that. And that's and that's something that we have to deal with um, when you're trying to get sponsors. So, free stuff is nice. Don't get me wrong. 
It is. But at the end this of the is day, business, brother. It doesn't pay the bills. It doesn't pay the bills. This but, is business. But here's the problem. You got a company, like I had this conversation with a sponsor literally last week. They were like, all right, look, you know, this is what we're going to do. You know, this is what we're going to pay you. And I'm just like, that's just not enough for the amount of space I'm giving you. These two companies over here have almost as much space or have just a little bit more space than you are paying three times as much as you. Yeah. And they're like, well, so-and-so has, um, you know, f- for that exact deal is, is doing it for free, for free product. So you have to deal with people that are, you know, that will do what it for you, free product. What you got to do, make- Tyler, number one, you got to create value. We've talked about that. Right. Number two is you got to down the road, make that brand regret the fact that they gave it to somebody for free that was not creating value instead of giving it to you that was creating value. And then you went somewhere else and got the competitor right. and created value for them. And now that company is losing their ass and they're begging you to give you what you wanted to begin with. But now your value is so much higher, they can't get back in. But it, it goes back to something that we talked about earlier. Under-promising and over-delivering. You yeah. have to. We talked about you that on another podcast. You can't sell yourself short. You sell yeah. yourself so, short, and then you will never be where you want to be. You're, you're I, sponsored by Monster Energy. Right. They pay you nothing to be sitting on that couch right now on one of the top 40 podcasts wearing that hat, but you're doing it. So this podcast is airing on YouTube. They're going to see Tyler right there with his monster hat on. That's over-delivering. That's not what they paid you to do. Honestly, though, um, you know, for them and in in my contract with them, they care about one freaking thing. At the beginning, they didn't care about the boat wrap. They didn't care about the truck wrap. Their hat is so important to them because when you look at any, you know, any athlete, whether it's like a skateboarder, anybody. dirt bike, bicycle, if they have a monster hat on, then they are a monster athlete. You cannot get one of these hats unless. Yeah, but you've mentioned monster half a dozen times in the last two minutes, right? You've we've all discussed about what they're doing, right? Like, but monster, I don't. I they don't are getting have to more do that. value than that's they what I mean. For. That is over delivery. But what I'm saying is, I have, I am contracted for every public appearance, whether it's video or fishing tournament or whatever. I have to be wearing the hat. So, just a quick question. So, like. You're taking like a hard shit, and you're Snapchatting your old lady. Do and I'm not wearing a monster on? hat. Do you have the hat on? Could she turn you in? <laughs> she could. Yeah, uh-huh. probably get probably avoid the contract. Probably. Send me one more snap. <laughs> you got that hat on. I'll screen record that shit so far. <laughs> no, but yeah, like we were saying, the, the hardest the hardest part is you know when you're we're talking to a brand, you name your price, what you think you're worth, and they say they come back at you and say, well, this person's going to do the exact same thing for way less money and that is something that we deal with all the time in fishing that is why the fishing industry is so tough i don't know how it is in the you know the social media aspect like you but there's millions of me yes so but but for our for our guys it makes it extremely tough and uh, at the same time we've talked a whole lot about not undervaluing yourself right don't I see. I see a lot of people out there overvaluing themselves. And I, I we, we should probably wrap it up with this because I'm hurt the feelings <laughs> when I say this little sentence here Ugh. In the social media world, I have very many social media friends. And I have very social media friends that oversell themselves. They are really great people. But they get it, though, don't they? They don't. 
They don't. Unfortunately, they have to learn the hard fucking truth, just like I did at one time, that yes, you have a following. Yes, you have the opportunity to be a brand sponsor or present a brand or on a product for some reason to get in a monetary value, yes. But at the end of the day, if you got a bottle of fucking sunscreen on and, and you're getting sunburnt in every other fucking video, <laughs> they're going to come back and be like, hey, what's going on here? Because you told us you were going to be our brand rep for sunscreen. But we've seen this video the last three days. You're sunburned. That's not looking good on us. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you know, I took that video two or three months ago and I was at the beach or whatever. It has nothing to do with your product. We, we've signed that deal after I took those videos. Oh, no, that's not how this works. That's not how this works at all. Okay. You said you were going to rip the sunscreen. <laughs> well, now you got sunburn. So you know what it looks like? We scroll to your next video. You're talking about our sunscreen. The video before that, you're burnt to a fucking crisp. What's going on here, bud? People oversell themselves, and they say, oh, yeah, I'm going to do a great job for you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to deliver. I'm going to... And then they fucking don't because they don't understand what they're telling people they're going to do for them. Right. Yeah. Don't oversell yourself if you don't understand what you're going to fucking. We get didn't know what you're points. signing up for, for sure. Yeah, we've hit some key points. You got to kick the doors down. Got to. And like anything else, you got to put in the time and the effort. You got to do, you got to do the work. Mm-hmm. Over deliver. Always. Under promise. Under promise. Over deliver. Yep. No matter what you're in. But don't undersell yourself. But don't don't do undersell that. yourself. Don't give away the farm for free. And always protect the brand you're repping. Yep. 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 You can say whatever the fuck you want to off screen and behind closed doors. But eventually, at some point, if you say enough of it, it's going to be on camera. And you're going to let it slip. That's right. At the end of the day. If you're going to talk shit, keep it to yourself. Yep. We've had a good time. That's another podcast. Another day. <laughs> But you know what we do and what we say. There's only one way. The The outlaw outlaw way. way.